Hey, everybody, welcome to the Laps Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I am your host, Kyle Jest, and today we have a story about going outside your comfort zone. Rob Putinin was forced to do that at several times in his life. For the record, I don't think such a bad thing. That's my mantra, anyway. Do enough stupid things to have enough stories to be inspired to start a podcast curating other people's stories. At any rate, this one's called Stranger Danger. Here it comes. This is the Laps. Rob Putinin is a courageous kid. I was always told to turn the other cheek, and that's exactly what I did in that fight. I was talking to him and saying, I'm not going to fight you, and then he proceeded to punch me in the face. I went home with two black eyes, and my parents said, look, it's okay to fight back. I was always the braver one, I would say yes. I have a lot of friends that, uh, that I would call chicken. <laughs> That's how he met his best bud, Rich. He was a bit of a bully. Give me your money, dork. Which is ridiculous, because I don't have money going to school. And we had like a little rock fight one day after school, and I hit him in the head with a rock. <laughs> Somehow that turned into us being good friends. Rich is adopted, being raised by a loving Mexican family. He's maybe a bit of a mama's boy. Richard! Rob and Rich both grew up in Kamloops, this tiny little desert town in northern BC. Not a lot to do there, but it's safe, quiet, peaceful. Always been a big, huge fan of horror. Pet Cemetery was probably the first horror I saw in the theater. There's a scene where the kid's running toward the, the highway and there's a big truck coming. And my friends turn to me and they're like, it's not gonna happen, is it? Rob's buddy, Rich. His eyes are wide open, as wide as they can be. He was a year older than me, so you'd think, you know, automatically he's more mature or whatever, but... And the next thing I know, he's, uh, he's crawled into bed with his mom. <laughs> of course, I watched the whole thing. The broad brush of the horror genre paints Rob a kind of picture of the big city. Crowds of people standing, smoking or, or asking for money or, or whatever, looking kind of scary. Unlucky for him, his dad announces, that's precisely where they're moving. Sort of. The people didn't move out in time, so we had to live in a tiny condo in New West for two months. New Westminster, late 80s. Population, 40,000. My brother had a mustache at a young age. <laughs> Somebody offered drugs to us walking down the street. You want some crap? Reefer, get your reefer here. I would go around with my Walkman, and I would blast loud music so that shady types would stay away from me. Music! It seemed like a lot larger of a city than I was used to. The school was enormous. And in high school, you know, I was talking to this girl one day, and I was, you know, learning to talk to girls. <laughs> and all of a sudden she said, oh, I have to go. I have to see my kid. And I was like, what? Like, our school had a portable, which is where the kids were of the students. Coming from, like, a small town, I was way behind the ball. Halloween night. The family moves to Aldergrove. Rich takes a four-hour bus ride from Kamloops to visit. He assumed we're in Vancouver, even though we're more than an hour and we're in a small town. We go out and we're just walking down the road. I figure we'll go toward the school where there's, you know, some playground or something. In the distance, like a block ahead, there's a couple of kids walking and talking. He immediately tells me, let's go back. I said, why? We're just walking down the road. This is the middle of nowhere. Like, why? He wouldn't have it. Went back to my house and, I don't know, played Monopoly or something. Boring. 
he never returned. I think he was just a scaredy cat. Just a scaredy cat. Just a scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Kamloops. Population unknown. Probably around 11.30 at night. Since Rich won't visit, Rob's visiting him. And I decided I wanted a Slurpee. As we were crossing, we saw a couple of guys approaching, older than us by probably five or six years. I was a little bit leery of them, but I nothing to worry about because we're safe in Kamloops. Rich shakes his head. Let's walk a little bit faster. The other guys, they're walking faster too. Before long, they've caught up. Hey man, says the bigger guy. I like your shirt. I don't understand why, but he, his chest seemed deformed to me. Just a very scary look, an angry look. Thank you, says Rich. It's my favorite band t-shirt. The big guy frowns. <clears throat> I want it. Sorry, my girlfriend gave it to me. She'd kill me if I'd give it to you. The smaller guy's acting all silent Bob. Doesn't speak, just nods. I'll kill you if you don't give it to me. And my friend Rich is scared. As usual. And he's like, well, okay. The big guy straightens up. Come over here behind this building and we'll deal with it. And they all turned, all three of them turned toward the building. Rob says, hey, Rich? No. What are you doing? This, this is ridiculous. And I'm just standing and staring as they're walking away. Big guy realizes Rob ain't following. They turned to me and said, let's go. And I said, no, as if I'm gonna go behind that building over there with you. Big guy makes a move towards Rob. Before anyone knows what's happening, Rich screams, give her snooze. And he runs across those two lanes of highway. Rich is sprinting away and nobody has moved. Everyone kind of just looks at each other. What the heck did he just say? It's gibberish, but it's enough to give Rich a lead before Big and Little snap to their senses. They bolt after him. Okay, what do I do now? You're chasing him? I guess I better chase them. So here we are, my buddy's running. These two guys are chasing him across the highway and I'm running after them. My buddy's got that adrenaline going because you're afraid, so he's going pretty quick. I don't really want to catch up to these guys unless I need to. And I'm, you know, kind of just jogging along and uh, they give up. And they turn back on me. Hey man. I like your shirt. Which was ridiculous because I was wearing like this Looney Tunes hoodie that my mom made. I said, thanks. You can guess what the big guy says. I want it. Rob says, my mom made this. I am not giving you this shirt. The big guy gives Rob a shove. I could have run past them, but I didn't. Give me the shirt. These guys shoved me and kept saying stupid things like suck my dick. Which, you know, obviously I'm not going to do. I said, suck it yourself. Remember that bully that gave Rob the black eyes? It's okay to fight back. Ever since then, a part of me has wanted to fight back and has waited for that moment where I'm going to fight back. Rob keeps walking. They keep shoving, taunting, pushing him one step at a time. And he shoved me probably three or four times. One more time, he thinks just one more push. I was very close. Come on. I haven't helped anyone who crosses me when I'm ready. Just do it. Because I think I've got it in me. But they stop. Yeah, fuck off, pussy. And so, Rob heads back to Rich's house. And suddenly, out of the driveway of my buddy, his mom comes flying up the road with her window rolled down, and she shouts at me. Where's Richard? I don't know, Rob says. I thought he came home. You left him alone? They circle the block a couple times, and sure enough... Not only did he not go home, but he ran off to a payphone somewhere and called his mom. He got in the van and we went home and I was very sad that I never got my Slurpee that night. 
I grew up with a fear of needles, partly because a nurse said oops one time. And in New West, I was afraid because there were groups of people around. There were groups of people on corners and stuff, and there was just more people than I was used to. And then, of course, here in, in the quiet town that I grew up in, you know, when there's nobody around, suddenly they want to attack you. I go almost every year. My whole family, we moved out here, and my whole family moved away. I was the only one who stayed. I'm the only one out here at all. That story again was by Rob Putenin. A couple announcements to make. Number one, uh, the LAPS is looking for help. Um, when I say the LAPS, whenever I say we, I just mean me. They're not run by a huge team of people. It's just me. I'm, I'm only one guy. And it is a whole lot of work. Looking for stories, curating them, writing the story as you hear it, doing the narration, getting sound effects and music, and then editing it in post. These take a really, really long time. So if you feel like contributing to the show in a way other than telling stories, uh, email stories at thelaps.org and uh, I'll get back to you. Number two, we're still looking for stories. So please submit them on the site, stories at thelaps.org. But Keep in mind, uh, they're coming in faster than I am used to, so do me a favor, if I haven't responded in a couple days, I might still need some time. And third, as always, it might not seem important, but it's amazing how much it helps iTunes ranking, and, and that is what keeps the show going. So if you haven't left a review, please, please consider it. All that said, thank you so much for listening. This was The Labs.